0: Life definitely has its fair share of ups and downs. We deal with the death of loved ones, different illnesses, mental health challenges, and every other struggle in between. But sometimes it's hard to be real and actually talk about this stuff. My name is Alexis Bean, but you can call me Lex. And this is Big Girl Panties Podcast. Here, I chat with both professional experts and other women like me who have their own story about living through grief, trauma, And other tough times, and how they have found a way to put on their big girl panties and thrive. Hey, friends, welcome to another episode of Big Girl Panties Podcast. I'm your host, Lex. I'm so happy that you're here with me today, and I hope that you enjoy this episode because it is near and dear to my heart. We are in full swing of the month of December, and Christmas is right around the corner. We're also in full swing of a pandemic and things do not seem to be getting easier. 2020 is definitely a unique year, and my thoughts and my prayers are with any and everyone who has found themselves struggling this year, you know, in one way or another. If you follow BGP Life on Instagram, or have you even watched any of our YouTube videos, then you know all about BGP Christmas. Christmas holds a special place in my heart, not only for what it represents spiritually, which is the birth of Jesus Christ, but also because I know what it's like to not look forward to this time of year. My mom died 11 years ago, and the difference between the holidays when she was here and when she wasn't became painfully obvious. And one of the ways that I've started to now hold space for the different emotions that I may be feeling and hold space for other loved ones who may be feeling something similar is to throw a party. This year will be our third annual BGP Christmas party. And because of everything going on around us, this year, the event will be virtual. Stay tuned till later in the episode where I share more about the party and my take on grief and the holidays. But for now, I want to introduce our spotlight guest for the episode. Dr. Adrian Berkeley is a chartered psychologist and registered neuroscientist who believes that the mind and brain are vital for optimal mental health and well-being. With experience gained from the national hospital of neurology and neurosurgery and southampton general hospital the major trauma center of southeast england dr berkeley specializes in understanding the connection between cognitive factors on mental and physical health dr berkeley is the founder of psy a psychology and neuroscience based mental health practice where she collaboratively works with individuals of all ages and aims to help our community move towards positive cognitive and mental wellness. I've invited Dr. Adrian to the podcast to chat about the very unique year we are experiencing. We are in a season that normally brings joy and encourages us to get together with family and friends. Yet, instead, people are remaining socially distant and some even have to quarantine. We all touched on this at the beginning stages of the pandemic as we all faced it, But I wanted to chat with Dr. Adrian about how we can best navigate through the holidays with the current circumstances that we're feeling. I hope you find this conversation helpful and will pass on any pointers from this chat to your loved ones. So without further ado, here's my chat with Dr. Adrian Berkeley. Dr. Adrian, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: I'm really excited to bring you on the podcast and talk about this very, very important and relevant discussion. It's
1: timely. It's perfect.
0: Very timely. So, I've asked you to come on Big Girl Penny's podcast today so we can talk about mental health, our mental health, and Christmas 2020. (laughs) And I would have said just Christmas in general because there are some questions and things that I'd like you to talk about that are just to do with Christmas in general but like as we all know this year is like one for the books.
1: I, I, I can't even I don't even have anything to say to that.
0: That's <laughs> like because I know yeah like I know exactly what you mean of course it's one for the books.
1: Ugh.
0: Yeah so I think that We all have so much angst and I think so many different emotions towards the holidays this year and just 2020 in general. So I just wanted to have an expert come on the show and just, you know, shed a little bit of light on how we can continue to navigate through this, you know, how we can continue to navigate through the holidays and hang on to our mental health, make sure that we are taking care of ourselves. Absolutely. So I'm just going to go right into it. And the first question that I'll ask is what general advice do you have for people navigating through the holidays at this time? Everything is different due to the pandemic. How do we stay sane pretty much? How do we find room for the many different emotions that people are feeling at this time?
1: Um, definitely with everything that's going on on top of the pandemic, it's knowing your limits, I would say. Mm-hmm. So this is already such a really difficult and stressful time of year. And having the addition of the pandemic sprinkled on top of that, it's, it's knowing your limits. So being a bit more aware of your triggers in terms of stress levels, knowing what you can take, uh, what you can't take, mm-hmm. knowing when to say no, that you can't do certain things. It's really about management, stress management in a way, because we're getting gifts, we're doing shopping, we're trying to close out work, busy work weeks, and we're trying to juggle so much at once. So it's really being aware of how much you're taking on and knowing when your plate's becoming a little bit too full, mm-hmm. Know when you need to just press pause, have a moment, and I know that's easier said than done when you're in that time of year, when you feel like you're, you're just super busy because you need to get all these things checked off your list. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's really to navigate through this time is really knowing your limit, knowing when too much is just too much. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, that's really good advice. And I, um, as you say that, I'm like just thinking of myself, I'm like, no, she's absolutely right. I need to know my limits.
1: Know your limit. It's, it's easier said than done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is. So on top of that advice, what would you say to the people that, you know, live alone? Because we're in the pandemic, right? What would you say to people who need to quarantine? You know, whether they live by themselves, or, you know, live with family members, or their significant other, and then all of a sudden, they're in quarantine, like they're, they're isolated by themselves. What what advice would you say to those people as far as keeping their mental health in check?
1: Being alone and isolated is not natural for us. We as human beings, we are social creatures. We we thrive on interactions and relationships with others. So it's very tough. And you know, we've all experienced it to some degree over the course of this pandemic. It's not something to easily adjust to. With that being said, it's really important to kind of maintain that social interaction or connection which is hard when you're quarantining and isolating but you know kind of reaching out through social media or speaking through the phone or FaceTime whatever that social connection can look like I would I would definitely encourage people to do that mm-hmm. it's not easy living alone or being in quarantine it's even harder trying to bridge that social connection, especially if you see some people still outside living their best lives. Yeah. That it can seem a bit of a challenge, but whatever that looks like to you, definitely trying to keep a little bit of social connection somehow, because naturally we are inclined to socialize. Mm-hmm. So we completely cut that out. That's going to make things a lot more difficult. So if it's telephone calls, if it's having those virtual coffee dates together whatever that looks like trying to engage in that way with others and then of course doing things for yourself whether that's reading or redecorating or whatever it is that you can do within your confined space Mm -hmm. trying to to utilize what you have at home but it is it is easier said than done
0: yeah no I agree but those those suggestions are are really great I know that I remembered, like during the um, the first uh, lockdown period in Bermuda, I was reading a lot more, um, which I really enjoyed. I think creatively, I was just thinking a lot more. That sounds that sounds generic, but I I was I was taking more time for myself to think about things that I wanted to write about or things that I wanted to do in the future. You know, different things like that. I, and I know other friends loved ones, you know, redecorated their space. You know, I think about redecorating my space in my mind, but I'm very indecisive. So I wasn't productive in that way. But yeah, those are great suggestions for people to, um, for people to, you know, maintain that sense of connection and that sense of normalcy, I guess, to, to keep themselves yeah. occupied. So yeah, those are great suggestions. And I hope that people listening find, find those helpful.
1: Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's, it's going to feel odd. It's going to feel like an adjustment, right? Because we're, we are in an unnatural state, I guess you can call it right now. Mm -hmm. So it is going to be odd. But if the listeners can remember that we are social creatures, so that social connection is going to help us get through some of the more stressful or difficult times.
0: Yeah, for sure. What would you say to people who you know, who may be severely struggling with their mental health, you know, like that may listen to your suggestions and, you know, say like, those are great, but I I truly feel isolated, you know, whether they're at that point now or who may reach that point in the future, what advice would you have for that person?
1: You know, I would definitely say reaching out for help. Whoever that looks like, whether that is a friend, a mental health professional, Um, your GP, whatever that looks like, you know, we put our best foot forward. And sometimes despite our best efforts, we still feel isolated or really depressed or anxious, or we're unable to sleep, anything like that. So at that point, if it feels really, really severe, then Mm -hmm. it's reaching out. It's being able to ask for that help and knowing that it's okay, that you need to reach out or ask for support. I hear this term quite a lot, but we are in unprecedented times, right? Mm-hmm. And We've never been through anything like this before. So it's going to be a little bit of a, a shock for so many of us. Some people are easily able to adjust through the, the little bit of lack of social interaction, et cetera. But if you still find that it's still a little bit of a difficult adjustment for you, then I would, I would definitely suggest reaching out to some, a professional who is able to support you mm-hmm. and help you come up with the tools to be able to make the process a little bit more easier during this time.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. If anyone listening feels that they're in that boat, really, really, really encourage you to, to reach out to someone, you know, reach out to someone that you trust, reach out to a friend, family member, reach out to a mental health professional, your GP, any of those suggestions that Dr. Adrian gave, but reach out to someone if you feel that you've reached that point or you know someone who has reached that point, please point them in that, in that direction.
1: And know that it's okay. It's okay to do so.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. So aside from the pandemic, uh, which is something that I think that we're all being affected by in one form or another, do you have any advice or what would you say to those who may be struggling from the loss of a loved one? There are people who have lost loved ones due to the pandemic this year, but there are people who, who have just lost loved ones in 2020. And this is their first Christmas without their loved one. And, and I, I don't even want to leave it there because I've lost loved ones close mm-hmm. to me. I lost my mom um, about 11 years ago my grandmother, my maternal grandmother as well. And, um, you know, loss is loss. So those who feel it know it. But in particular, for those, those people who, you know, may struggle a bit during the holidays, whether it's their first Christmas without their loved ones, or this is something that they kind of feel uh, every year when this time comes around. What would you say to those people who may be struggling? From the loss of a loved one
1: the uh, the grief process grief and loss is as you know it's it's not finite you don't kind of get to an end point and you're perfectly fine and everything's right. okay no. It's up down it's around it goes back up goes back down comes back around again Yeah. especially over holiday periods specifically as it relates to christmas some of the practical ways to help you cope with the loss of a loved one over this time is Consider celebrating the holidays differently, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like for you. Um, I think one of the biggest things is that the Christmas period really disrupts our regular routines. Mm -hmm. We have to try to maintain some sort of routine during this period. It helps us to kind of keep that level of normalcy trying to keep regular sleeping patterns and eating patterns, connecting with friends and family, whether you can in, in person or through devices of social media and such, do maintain those sorts of things. A lot of times we kind of are, our routine goes off the rails and we're kind of just left to sit and mourn essentially, which yeah. which puts us a bit of a in a very dark space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's trying to to keep those those routines and remembering the happy times as cliche as that sounds, yeah, trying to see the positive, which again is very easy easily said and done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't take that for granted, but trying to cherish or remember the more positive moments or the the times that you did have with your loved ones versus what's been taken away from you mm-hmm. which is a challenge it, it does require a little bit of effort to do so but you know that that c- can also take forms some people can easily just think about it and it works out for them mm-hmm. some People need to actually express it verbally out loud some people need to write it down whatever that looks like for you whatever's helpful for you to remember the happier times that you had them either on the special occasions like Christmas or just in general Mm -hmm. and I would also say have a little bit of awareness if you have that in terms of what your triggers are or such if it is a certain Christmas movie or if it's a certain thing tradition that you used to do if that feels too unbearable at the moment then try to kind of shy away from those things if it's kind of you in that space but I think also what's really important is you know you're not trying to not feel the loss or the grief you're not mm-hmm. trying to be super happy and unicorns and sunshine
0: yeah
1: you're allowed to feel what you feel yeah feel it if you are angry and you're upset or you're sad because they're not here or you're having to experience this first holiday alone without your loved one or even if this is year number three four five mm-hmm Feel what you feel it's okay it's part of the process yeah you're not meant to just be you know giggles and and smiles all the time you feel what you feel but you don't stay in that space and yeah. so things like keeping a routine or trying to connect uh socially as much as you can doing things that put you in a genuine good space trying to do those things as much as possible so you don't stay in that that negative space
0: yeah no thank you so much I was really interested to listen to your perspective on that because, you know, as the listeners know, I speak on the subject of grief and grief recovery quite often, and have given similar tips to what to what you've given previously. But I, I really liked how you said you gave the suggestion to try and continue some form of routine. I think that that was a really a really good suggestion, and you said it in a way where you're not pretending that, you know, everything is all smiles and rainbows, as we said, but, you know, just trying in little ways exactly, just to, to keep some form of routine. And I think that's, that is a helpful addition to that. So those, those tips are, um, and that perspective was really helpful. So thank you. Thank you. So do you have, or do you know of any helpful resources that you would be able to suggest to our listeners you know, to help support them and their mental health during, during this holiday season.
1: I think what has been really great, not just because of COVID, but over the last few years Mm -hmm. um, is the abundance of resources, particularly on social media, when it comes to mental health. Yeah. There are so many different groups and psychologists and therapists and grief counselors and support groups that are out there, literally just at a click of a button or a like. So I would definitely suggest utilizing some of those. Again, as with everything, too much of everything is never a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) So, but that's definitely a resource not to be overlooked, particularly because it is accessible, but that can also be the downside as well. Yeah. Uh, Again, your local GPs or mental health professionals, because of the COVID, so many people have had to pivot. So people are able to access professionals virtually, they don't have to leave their home. That's also a really good tool. There's a lot of self help websites, particularly dealing with grief or loss, and the pandemic in itself. I think one good website is selfhelp.org. Okay, so there are definitely a lot of resources that have come available, um, especially because of the pandemic which people can access from all over the world and they're free, which is really nice.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. I will definitely take that website that you suggested and put it in the show notes of this episode. And then perhaps I can contact you just to get a few more links that I can um, leave in the show notes of the episode. And then also like, do you have contact information where people would be able to reach out to you? if they wanted to reach out to you for your services in Bermuda?
1: Absolutely. So um, my social media page is syneu.bda. So p s y n e u.bda And you can reach me right there. It has links to my phone number and my email as well. That's any day or time.
0: Okay, thank you so much for sharing that. So I will definitely leave those links so people can contact you. So lastly, before we close out, I have to ask you the famous question. What does putting on your big girl panties mean to you?
1: Oh, boy. What
0: does what does that look like in your life?
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> I feel like I'm having to ask, uh, tell myself this like every 3.5 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's sometimes, actually all the time, putting on my big girl panties is doing things that I don't want to do sometimes. Because I I need to do it. I have to do it. It's important to me. It kind of relates a little bit to, to self-care in a way. Sometimes mm-hmm. I don't want to do things that will better me or because I'm not in the mood or I'm tired or I, I feel depleted or really low. But I know in the long run, it will actually help me. So putting on my big girl panties means doing things that I don't want to do most of the time sometimes. But I know in the long run, is actually good for me. Kind of like acknowledging that.
0: That's so real. That is so real. Cause, you know, at the end of the day, like when we say that phrase, putting on your big girl panties, nine times out of 10, it's in a scenario where you're like, man, I don't really want to do this, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to do it anyway. So I love that perspective.
1: Like I said, sometimes I'm laying in bed and I'm just like,
0: nope, not doing it.
1: (laughs) I won't do it. And then I literally have to tell myself, girl, come on, put your big panties on. You got this. Mm -hmm. Or, what actually happens to me quite a lot is that when I get knocked down, I just retreat. I don't want to do anything. If something has caught me off guard unexpectedly, I'm ready to give up. I'm ready to just be like, Oh, well, that's it. And sometimes mm-hmm. pick myself up and be like, Okay, you know, failure is not fatal. Let's let's keep
0: going. Yeah. So that's putting on your big girl panties. Thanks. Exactly. Love it. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Adrian. It's been an important conversation, so hopefully our listeners can take what you've said today and take the helpful advice, take the helpful tips, and be able to use those things in their life as we continue to navigate through the holidays. so um, thank you
1: No, thank you It's important that we have spaces like this to be able to discuss, you know that a lot of people are going through the same thing, and it takes the the stigma or the ickiness out of it when you're able to share some of your thoughts and feelings amongst others so thank you for the space.
0: No of course so that's the whole goal of this whole thing right is to continue to be transparent to share with different experts and different guests and get people's perspectives and keep going towards the the end goal of trying to build each other up and kind of yeah build each other up and have at the end of the day for us to be stronger so thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: I hope everyone enjoyed that insightful conversation with Dr. Adrian. I hope that you can take what is for you today and allow it to benefit you as we continue through this month. For those of you that are dealing with grief due to a loved one's passing or just the loss of any kind, my heart is with you. I've written a piece about this for the blog, but to put it bluntly, I do not have the right words to say. I don't think any of us do. I remember going through the raw emotions of grief myself and just feeling awkward for the first few holidays without my mom and now without my nana. It sucks. It is painfully obvious that they are no longer here. But let yourself feel how you feel. You don't have to pretend. I would also suggest that you reach out to a trusted loved one and allow that person to be there for you, whether that's with talking, maybe sharing some memories, or by simply just being present. One of the ways that I like to honor my mom is through traditions. My family would continue to decorate our Christmas tree together and put on her special ornaments on the tree. We never really loved it when I was growing up, but she did. So after she passed, that became a fun tradition. Another tradition where I think of her is our BGP Christmas party. I really hope that you'll join me this year because it's virtual and it's free. It's the perfect event to join if you are missing a loved one this year and want to reminisce on fun memories from past years, or if you want to show support for a friend who has lost someone, or if this has been a crazy year for you and you just want to join in and have a relaxing evening where you can mingle with people online and wear a Christmas outfit in your living room. If you fit into any of those categories, I invite you to join us. RSVP info can be found on btplife.com and the virtual party is happening on Sunday, December 20th at 6 o'clock p.m. Atlantic Standard Time or 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I hope that you'll join us. Again, I hope that you found value in my chat with Dr. Adrian Berkeley, and can use some of what we discussed to your benefit as we continue to navigate through the holidays and through this pandemic. Take care of your mental health. Take care of yourself. And if you need help, please reach out to someone. I've left the contact details for Dr. Adrian in the show notes of this episode, but just as a reminder, you can get in touch with her on Instagram and Facebook at syneu.bda, So that's at p s y n e u .bda. I've also left the link to a few helpful resources that can hopefully help support you in your mental health journey. You can get in touch with me by following at bgp life on Instagram at BGP Life blog on Facebook, or going to bgplife.com. On the website, you can read different blog posts. I encourage you to check out my most recent post that's dedicated to grief and the holidays. But you can also listen to other podcast episodes and link to our YouTube channel. Thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you're tuning in ahead of BGP Christmas, I hope that you'll RSVP and join me on December 20th. And if you're tuning in before the holidays, I wish you a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a Happy Kwanzaa, and a Happy New Year. Stay safe, you guys. Take care of yourselves. I love you. And I'll talk to you next time.